Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Welcome to the Life, Life is, is Late hard. podcast. I mean, Life is Hard podcast. Just well, Life is hard and we are late. I am. Oh, no. We're not late. My, my podcasting partner, who shall go unnamed, his middle name is late. Oh, sweet. I get to stay unnamed this time? <laughs> for this or do you have another for this particular moment, that I'm unaware of? At this particular moment, you shall go unnamed, just so that I don't name you in a criticism. I'll be like, no, I'm not going to criticize him, especially not behind his back, but... He who shall not be named. Exactly. So, life is definitely hard. This week has been a tough one. Um, crazy stuff. Oh, I went camping, though. <sighs> I did. Oh, stop with the sighing now. What? <clears throat> camping trip was hard. It was, well, I mean, it was that's, camp, that's camping is supposed do. to be hard, yeah. Well, this was particularly hard because I took my dog and... Camping is not supposed to be hard. Camping is supposed to be done in a hotel with room service and an indoor pool. I think we've had this discussion before. Oh, I'm sure. I have it with lots of people. That because No, I think even on camping. the podcast, I think we've had it well, before. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, positive. Because every time I say I went camping, you're like, hotel. I will shut up then. Go no. ahead. You took your dog. I took my dog, and she doesn't like to walk with me through the woods. She thinks I'm crazy for going into the woods, and she wants to stay at the car. And so... I agree with the dog. In order to get her to go with me, I had to pick her up and carry her. And, of course, I'm carrying everything else at the same time. You're torturing the poor thing. She Well, then when we got to the campsite and we were there and it came time to leave, she didn't want to leave the tent. Because I was going to carry her back to the car first before I broke my tent down. On account of I had to get her... She was It was chilly, and she's always cold. But I knew the hot car would be warm in the sun, so... So I hiked her back to the car and uh, had to carry her the whole way. And I carried her back and forth two other times, too, by the way. But anyway, I carried her back to the car, put her in the car, and um, then went back and broke my camp and broke it down and came up. But anyway, yeah, it was a, it was a interesting camping trip. I don't know if it's worth all the work. I think I'm going to leave the dog home next time. Well, the dog agrees with me. She definitely that, does. You yes. know, the type of camping that's nice to do is when you're pampered. Yeah, my dog is a I call it pamping. But you don't want to associate yourself with my dog because I almost left her there. You stepped on my creation there. I call it pamping. Yes, yes, I got that. All right, so you almost left her. Yeah, I'm just saying, saying that you're just like my dog is basically not necessarily putting yourself in a good light because she didn't even carry her own weight. Well, of course not. It's your idea to go camping. Look, she doesn't like to be left home. Did you ask her? Yeah, I was loading you up. Did? I was loading you, up my camping. You guys had a vote, and it was two two zero no unanimous vote. for camping. When I'm loading up my stuff to go somewhere, she's waiting at the door because she doesn't want me to leave without her. That's because she doesn't know you're going camping. Well, I'm loading up camping gear for God's sake. Tent, sleeping bag, backpack, you know, that kind of stuff. She's a dog. She knows. She knows what I'm... You could be taking her to the dog park. She knows when I'm hooking up the boat that we're going kayaking. She knows all these things. And she always wants to come along. And then when we get there, she's always like, oh, no, this is going to involve me getting my feet wet. Exactly. (sighs) Stepping in mud. Yuck. I leave her behind because she is a pain Going outside. 
and she makes me feel bad about leaving her behind. She's like, you left me for two days. I'm like, yes, I left you for two days because you didn't want to go. Even though you thought you wanted to go, you really didn't want to go. Apparently, you have yet to figure out how this works. Absolutely, I have not figured out how it works. Um, well, here's here's how it works. I am the dog. Yeah, well, that's for I, sure. I want you around, and I want to be pampered. So I'm going to stay right here, and you're going to stay right here. And well, if you go away, I'm going to bark at you and act like I want you to want to go with you. But really, I just want you to come back. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty close. But it's not going to work mm. that way. Sorry, I have all this expensive camping gear. I have to use it. So, it, on a related note, um, I don't. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not. But the scientists want to build a gigantic laser to shoot into space. We did not talk about anything but voting last week. So okay. we did not we did not talk about a laser. Well if I did bring it up it was briefly. I want to talk about a little bit more detail this week because uh, I have one of those though. A laser that you that have? you can shoot into space. It's green and like when you twist the the top, it can be like a single point or it could be like a line. A field of points. Oh, a field of points. Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, but it's super intense. Like, you could actually shine it into the sky at night and probably, like, screw planes up. I, I mean, it seems that dangerous to me. Oh, they're talking this laser's got to be huge. They've got to build it to be, like, 300 miles across or something because they want to beam it out into space. It's got to get past the sun. The sun is so uh, bright. I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to hold that. No, no, no. It'll just be pointed up. And and there and there's all kinds of people online we're talking about like, oh yeah, great. So when someone looks towards Earth, they get blinded by this laser. Exactly. <laughs> um actually the way it'll work though is they said it might distort our sun's uh spectrum just enough, the, the, the color spectrum to show that there's something going on and then the they'll hope that the aliens will want to investigate. I'm thinking inviting people or not people, but aliens to our planet that we don't know and we don't know what their capabilities or their motivation are um, might not be the best idea. Especially when you try to blind them on the way in. I mean, that's just going to piss them off. Exactly. And then the other thing I was thinking is that uh, if you were to think of this in practical terms, like say we're trying to send a message through space and we're, like say, ordering pizza. So, from aliens. From, well, yeah, from space pizza, right? Pizza, from what I understand, they make the best pizza. But we're going to order this pizza, and we're going to send this beam into space that's going to have a signal encoded in it, and they're going to receive it in like 10 years. And that's assuming they're pretty close by. It could be a that's thousand. a long damn time to wait for pizza. I know, I know. So then the pizza arrives at a minimum 20 years later. It could be 200 years later. It could be 2,000 years later. But the pizza arrives, and they show up, and they're like, who ordered the pizza? And we're like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it could have been the Romans, for all we know. Um, That's the dead guy. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think it's a very practical thing. Um, the distances are the biggest part of the problem. Because even if we get our beam out there, I mean, even if it worked just the way they want it to, like we get this message, not necessarily a message, but something saying, hey, we're here, we're here. And the, and the people that receive it are friendly. But they receive it, let's say, 
500 years after we send it. And then they go, oh, there's somebody out there who wants to see us. And they come 500 years back this way. They get here and the planet's like this big crispy critter, right? It was like nothing left, just smoking, smoking cinder. Um, they're like, oh, I guess we're too late. Or maybe when we sent the message, they were friendly. And in the 500 years it took to get the damn message there, they had a change of heart, and now they're no longer friendly. Well, yeah, they could have elected a new president by then. Right. There's no telling what sorts of things could happen. I I guess just the idea of sending a beacon into space, it, it would be sort of like going camping... And, oh God. Yeah, yeah, and just putting out some raw meat to to attract alien species to see what happens to show up. Wouldn't it be easier to take the laser and point it at Domino's? Exactly. I, I think the pizza would get here a lot faster. Yeah, they they guarantee less than thirty light years. Yeah. Or your next one is free. Yes. So yeah, that was that little point. I just thought it was interesting that they're talking about this because it's it's a crazy idea for starters. Like it's barely going to be noticeable, and that's if they're looking for it. And it's it's huge. They being the aliens. Yeah. They, well, anybody in any distant planet, right? And then the other thing is, it's this huge undertaking because we've got to make this huge, super high-powered laser that you better hope nobody flying over happens to look down into because they'll be instantly blinded, right? So. Yeah, it's kind of a strange idea, but it was in the news. They talked about it, and there was some discussion about it. And I thought I started thinking, yeah, I don't. The time frame is the big one for me. Like you just don't know what you're going to get and when it's going to show up. And yeah, no. Blinded by. Oh, actually, that was one of the jokes somebody made. They said so. So they come to visit us, and as they're coming in, they get blinded by our laser, and they crash into our planet. Revved up like a deuce under the runner in the night. I'll leave the singing to you, but um Aww. But there was another bit about space in the news and that's the well, do harmonies. That that meteor, that, that extraterrestrial thing that flew by, um I think it flew by outside of our solar system. It was a, it was something from outside of our solar system that flew by anyway. It's it was a cigar shaped Thing, and everybody thinks there's well not everybody there's some people who think that it was not a meteor um, or an asteroid it had to be some alien probe yes it's a probe shape it was probe shaped and it was not behaving like most meteors or asteroids it whizzed by and it didn't leave a trail like a meteor does and it, you know vapor trail mm. or whatever Anyway, so yeah, there's some people that are speculating, and of course the scientists are like, yeah, well, of all the explanations, that's pretty low on the list. But still, they, there's always those people out there who are like, are you sure it wasn't an alien probe? Yeah. Maybe it's here to tell us, uh, you know that laser you're thinking about putting up? Yeah, exactly. Bad idea. Yeah, because next time we'll not send a probe, we'll send a, a probe. I'm just here to warn you that, you know, the guys on the way aren't going to take too kindly to the laser. Yeah. We're the nice ones. Yeah. Imagine, though, if it is a probe. I mean, just think about that. Like, if, if it was a probe and somebody sent it, they probably sent it, like, millennia ago. Because these things, you know, I mean, it's traveling. It's not traveling at, at like, at some warp 8 or something. It's not even traveling at light speed. It was actually visible and zipped by. 
So it would be, you know, traveling for a thousand years to get here. Well, that doesn't mean it can only travel that speed. I, it's pretty safe to assume that nothing is going to travel faster than the speed of light. So, What about warp speed? Well, that's still somewhat fictional. Unless what you, about ludicrous speed? Unless you're in the Star Trek universe, and then it's well, possible. Yeah. If we're talking about aliens visiting us, there's no reason that they could not, you know, hit some kind of wormhole and be like... Yeah. And then they slow down to probe us. Hmm. Yeah, that probing thing, that's going somewhere, I think. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going somewhere. I wonder how the incels feel about (sighs) being probed. Did you see... What are the incels? They're the involuntarily celibates. They call themselves incels. They're the ones that hate women because women are supposed to give them sex, and they don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never heard of this group? Seriously? Okay, first of all... um, Is this science fiction we're talking about? No, no, this this is real. This is on Earth. This is down-to-earth reality. Okay. So there's a group online. Well, yeah, a group. They're online. They're for real. But they call themselves incels. They're involuntarily celibate because apparently they're not desirable to any women. and um, They're trying to get laid but are unsuccessful. Yeah, because women won't cooperate. Women won't give them sex like they're supposed to. Women are supposed to give men sex because that's what they're here for. Well, among other things, but yeah. Well, okay, they're here to cook and clean and all that, but they're also... That's not what I meant. Don't put words in my mouth. (laughs) You didn't say it. I said So, yeah, anyway. Uh, um, Well, the point is that these guys... I'm I'm serious. Okay, so do you... You know what? I just want to tell anybody that's listening that... If you would listen more, these kind of statements wouldn't happen. We're just doing this because nobody listens to the damn show. That's true. So. That's true. If we got beat up over it, we wouldn't do it. Now, well, I, I don't know if that's true because I kind of go for the the shock. I'm I'm kind of a shock jock. Yeah. You little Howard Stern, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not nearly as ugly as Howard Stern. But Howard Stern still gets laid. Wow. Look at that. I know. He'll come looking for me, too, I'm sure. So are you an incel, then? <sighs> no. No, not at all. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, but but I'm sure Howard gets laid more <laughs> than I do. He's married, isn't he? He's married. He's got a wife. He's uh, he is or was. Yeah, but he was married to some hot chick, wasn't he? Like I don't know. Some celebrity, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it wasn't. Well, not originally. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if he is now. Maybe or he's probably married several times. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. So I, we're getting off the beaten track, but the incels came up recently just because yes, the, the beaten track because the speaking of incels, the incels were were cheering on the guy who shot up the yoga studio in Tallahassee. What? Yeah, you didn't. Uh, did you hear about the shooting in Tallahassee where the guy wanted to do a yoga no, studio? I, shot? No. No. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of many. We've had like several mass shootings I, last week. Yeah, let's let's recap that for me real quick because they happen so often anymore. I can't even keep up. There was the one in Pittsburgh, right? That the was synagogue. the synagogue. Yeah, All right. There was one in Thousand Oaks, California. Yep, that was a big. That was a bad one. That was yeah. Really what bad. what happened there? I don't even. That was, I was a bar, Thousand Oaks shooting, and it was a patron of the bar who did the shooting. 
And uh, also a 28-year-old Marine who uh, apparently had PTSD or something, he's having some problems, was the one who did the shooting. But the um, this bar was having college night, and so they had young people there. It was packed with people, and um, and this guy went in and sh- shot the place up, shot like 12. I think he killed 12 people and injured like 12, 13 more. And, but... The other thing that was sad was the first cop that arrived on the scene, he shot him to death. And the cop who arrived was like a 29-year veteran on the police force and was going to retire this year or next year. So, like, it was just really ridiculous. But um, not that it, I mean, anybody getting killed is bad, but it's this whole crazy, it's lunacy is what it is. Um, but that guy was apparently having mental health issues. He didn't seem to have a motive per se like he wasn't one of those people he did post on social media while he was doing the shooting he stopped and posted on social media that's but but he said they were going to call him crazy and he said that he wasn't the crazy one that we were because and and you'll go you'd actually agree with this he said all that will happen from this shooting is that people will send hopes and prayers and say, I'll keep you in my thoughts. And he goes, and nothing will change. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, you're going to agree with that, too, I would imagine. Yeah. That's true. Um, so that were, there was the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and now that's the Thousand Oaks one. And this is Tallahassee, Florida? Yeah, this was a, uh, this was a couple weeks ago. So this is a yoga studio in Tallahassee, Florida. And there was actually another one in the same time frame. There was a shooting at a Kroger in Kentucky. Jeez, um, I can't keep up. No, no, you can't. I mean, it's insane. Uh, there was another one. I honestly think there was another one today. I haven't had a chance to look at the details, so I don't know what it we was. We talk about guns so much on this show, but it's just, you, there's so many to talk about, you know, so it just doesn't stop. Yeah. and It's ridiculous. I mean, that's we're talking about mass shootings. Now we haven't even gone into like your regular nightly news where, you know, people yeah. were shot at a barn party and, you know, people were shot in a crime of passion and blah, 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 blah. Well, and they said anti-Semitic and, and hate crimes were up um, in 2017 dramatically from 2016. So, yeah. Um, so back to the the point I was trying to make though about this guy was there that, might be a little bit of politics in that, but go ahead. Because I mean, obviously, I could talk about you know mass shootings all night long, but this particular mass shooting, the guy <laughs> that's sad. But the guy ahead. was an angry uh, angry man who went in and shot a bunch of women at a yoga studio, and and uh, apparently he had been involved in the incel movement. And the incels were all cheering him on. They were all like, good job. You know, these women need to learn that, you know, if they don't give us sex, this is what's going to happen. Well, hold on. Not that I agree with that message, but, you know, my main complaint about these shootings, right, is that there never is a clearly defined message. So was there presented a clearly defined message or are these guys just assuming? Oh, they're playing their own narrative. Um as far as I know, this guy didn't leave behind a note. And did we talk about that? I said everybody, the, the requirement of doing a mass shooting is you need to write out your motivation, especially well, if you plan on dying. We both discussed it. Well, that's what I'm saying is I. that's one thing that infuriates me is that it would least be – understandable is not the right word, but you could – they're doing it for a reason. They've. Yeah. Why would they not want to call attention to the thing that they're doing it for? 
is my point, even if it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, and also, we would be able to sort of categorize these things. We would be able to look at some of these things and say, hey, Donald Trump, you know, you're the one who encouraged this type of thing to happen. You know, if somebody goes marching into a CNN and shoots the place up and says it's because CNN's always publishing fake news and they're the enemy of the people, I mean, do I need to tell you who I'm quoting here? Um, or, but or it might be a legit problem though. Like if somebody goes and shoots, a, I don't know, a place where a bunch of rich people hang out and say, you know, yeah, yeah. in the one percent, you know, then maybe it's time to address that issue. Yeah, I wish it worked like that. Unfortunately, people inherit their wealth, so it doesn't really matter. As long as the wealth can be kept in their family, they're still going to be this ridiculous imbalance of power and this ridiculous consumption. Well, yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying that occasionally there might be a mass shooting that if they were to publicize the message behind it, if they were to use that as the attention getter, you know, it's like... Do you remember in, in, I don't know if it was speech class or whatever, but it was common to go like, free sex in the library. Now that I've got your attention, right. we'd like to let you know that if you have an overdue book, please return it. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember yeah. those? Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So they would be posters in school or you would use that as a speech opener or whatever, something to catch people's attention. So if you... You know, use the mass shooting as the you realize way, that way you, to open the door. Then you present the the message. You realize, though, that in most of these shootings, they shoot people that are totally innocent of anything related to their message, and therefore they have to be a little bit wacko in the head to begin with. Absolutely, I'm not saying it's a good thing. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that at no, all. No, no, no. I'm just saying that that whatever message they're trying to convey, their their brain, their their grip on reality, their their idea of who's to blame for their problems is skewed, and so it doesn't really matter. Like it, it's these people just need mental health treatment. Really, that's I think that's probably our biggest problem in this country is even in guns. It's the fact that people aren't getting help. These people are nuts. A twenty-eight-year-old marine. I mean, he was a violent sociopath, and people knew it, but they couldn't do anything about it. Um, but yeah, so back to my... But that was in California, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was Thousand Oaks. Um, the guy that shot up a bunch of women. No, this in guy, theory, in, yeah, this guy in Tallahassee. They would so, not. So yeah, the the points I want to make about him, because because like the reason why I singled him out um, was the incel thing, and the fact that they're you know all cheering him on, saying this is the this is what women should expect. More men are going to be doing this because you know we're tired of not getting sex when we should be. Um, but anyway, the the other thing about this guy is, and this is he was only a school teacher for a while. But for a few years, he was a school teacher, high school teacher, high school English teacher, as a matter of fact. Um, so I wanted to point out that we've talked about arming teachers. <laughs> oh, and uh, and maybe teachers are no different than anybody else. And arming them is is uh, potentially dangerous also. Um, they're lunatics, is what you're saying? I'm not saying they're lunatics, but they're capable of having a really bad day and... You know, I mean, yes, it would require them to be a little bit mentally unbalanced for them to actually shoot somebody. However, 
it could happen. I mean, look at the lady we talked sure. about. Sure. To, to your point, there's absolutely no guarantee that because somebody's teaching school that they're not a little, you know, little. Yeah, I had some of those teachers that were, absolutely. and everybody knew I think we it. all did. Yeah, everybody knew who they were. We used to laugh. You know, we used to be like, oh, yeah, Mr., you know, whatever it was like a... It goes back to the argument that I made for this when we talked about before. Is like, do you want the teacher that you know, like, throws the eraser across the room and hits you in the exactly. head exactly to yeah. have a gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, anyway. So this guy was a teacher. So <clears throat> I thought that was an interesting point to make. He really did go off and shoot up a place, and he was a, he had been a teacher. So um, and and he still was. That'll teach him. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, there were some there were some teachers in Michigan that are making porn. I don't know if you heard about that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I think they're going to no. be in trouble for it. Um, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I was actually thinking to myself, they were husband and wife couple, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, husband and wives are allowed to have sex, right? So there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't record it. True. No, there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about recording video and selling it or anything like that. It only just is says, there anything in Michigan law that says that? No, I'm, I have no idea. I'm sure that I'm sure that his teachers are going to be held to a high standard, and that isn't all they did. the The one guy was saying he was uh, he was holding out for a, a male partner to do something with because he's they're they're kind of uh, I I think they're looking to lose their jobs. I think they're making more money doing porn than they are teaching. And they don't even well, care because because when they were interviewed, they didn't keep it on the like oh well we're just doing soft porn we're just recording a little bit of our you know interaction man wife thing you know and selling it on the side to adults no they're like yeah we're going out and seeing what we can do to really shake things up and sell some really crazy stuff you know yeah <laughs> they're like <laughs> fuck yeah it's working man exactly and this is free publicity now we don't have to do with those little piss ant kids anymore. Well, you know, unless they're complete idiots, when it hit the news, you know they know they're out of the job, as far sure. as teaching goes. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I just thought it was a funny story, because... <laughs> that this is also, though, kind of a sad commentary on, you know, how much teachers are paid, in the sense that you can, you know, do porn in your spare time and make more money. Absolutely. I, I actually, well, there's actually two sides to this, in my opinion. One side is it's sad that they can make more money doing porn and, or that or that they make so little teaching that they aren't like, I'd rather be a teacher than, than a porn star. But the other side of that is why does it matter that they make porn on the side? See, I'm still very liberal on this point. I really don't see... If they're not doing it in the classroom, if they're not in the classroom advertising or telling kids, hey, yeah, we do porn on the side, or they're you know not actually having sex in the classroom, which would be interesting, by the way. That would be kind of a cool video. Uh, that was a Monty Python skit also. Oh, it was? It's, yeah, it's in... Um, I want to say it's in the meaning oh, of life. Oh, yes, no, yes, yes, yes. It's in the meaning of life. It is. They're doing, they're doing the, the demonstration, the man and his husband are... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's uh, John, and, John Cleese is uh, is doing that one, I think. Exactly. Eric Idle says something about the clitoris, and he's like, what's wrong with the kiss, boy? Yeah. Why not start with a kiss? Yeah, go yeah, you stampeding go, you go right, the for, <laughs> go right for the clitoris. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. I derailed you, I'm sorry. But anyway, so... Oh, by the way, the teacher's actually sell themselves as teachers who do porn. That's part of their gimmick. 
That's another point to make. Oh, right. Yeah, I got you. And now they can't. Now they have to be ex-teachers well, who do porn. Yeah, I think as far as porn goes, you can make up whatever you want. So uh, Yeah. But anyway. I just, well, you were saying that they, you know, it should, one shouldn't have anything to do with the other. And I think in in the broadest terms, that is true because I've argued for years that your employer should never, ever, 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 ever have any say what you do in times when you are not on their clock. Yeah, unless it impacts your job performance. Uh, even them on little... No, know, no, no. If you drink right up to on. the moment you walk into work and you're stoned out of your mind and can't stand up, it affects your job performance. It doesn't matter that you didn't drink on the job. What I'm saying, I'm not saying that you have a right to keep your job in that case. I'm just saying that, you know, if if by some miracle you were wasted out of your mind and performed superbly... Oh, well, that's different. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if it if it impacts your job performance. Yeah, but it doesn't matter what impacts it, because if your job performance is subpar, it doesn't matter why. It could be because you're having a bad day. It could be because you're heartbroken. Well, it could okay, be because but nobody, you suck at your but job. But nobody is going to fire you because you're having a bad day. I'm saying if you go off and have a lifestyle where, let's say, you never sleep at night and you can't stay awake all day and you're expected to be doing something that requires you to be awake, then you're clearly not performing on the job. You're not doing the job you're hired to do, and you will be fired. You're not being fired directly for what you did all night. You're being fired because you didn't do your job. Job. Well, and that's fine. And I'm just saying that there, you could be fired for not doing your job under any circumstances. Well, of course. Of but what, what I'm doing in your that all I'm saying is that you, if you're doing things outside of the job that end up impacting your job performance, then they end up getting you fired. Not because you're doing those things, but because it impacts your job performance. That's fine. My point is like drug tests, for example. Employers should not be allowed to drug test you. I don't know. Do you not want your pilot to be drug tested? You want you want to, you want to get on a plane where the pilot could be high and you don't know it. Nobody knows it. It, does, it doesn't. First of all, it doesn't matter what I want out of a pilot because the pilot does not work for me. The pilot works for the airline. Secondly, yeah, if, but the airline the, has a responsibility to the safety of their passengers. I think you'll find that written in their. Uh, if that pilot were taking drugs to keep him awake while flying that plane, I bet I'd much rather have him on They're drugs not testing than him sober for and asleep. They're testing him for things that are going to reduce well, what his if, performance. Okay, but what if he's taking cocaine to stay awake? I mean, I don't give a shit as long as he stays awake. Um, I care. If it impacts his, his safety behind the wheel, then yeah. And I mean, we're going to get... We're going to get into a rabbit hole we don't want to get into. No, but the the thing is, you said they can't drug test, and there are some drugs that would, whether it's cocaine or something else, would would impact his performance on the job. And you don't want to wait until you got three hundred dead people to say, oh, we probably should have checked him to see if he was fucking on quaaludes or something. Well, I didn't say they can't. I said they should not be allowed, and I still believe that. And of you, like most people, when I bring that stuff up, are going to go right to the extreme example. But No, but most, those are jobs where people, you agree to be drug tested when you take the job. It's not like the employer's throwing this up in the air at you going, oh, 
you're now under our control and you will be drug tested. No, you could always quit if you don't like the idea. Correct. But I mean, they're... I worked in restaurants for many years because it was one of the few industries that did not do that. I mean, to get a job at Lowe's, you have to pass a drug test. And it's just insane. It's bullshit. There should not be any reason that somebody who wants to pay you or me or whoever $7 an hour gets to say what I do when I'm not working for them. It just shouldn't happen. Well, I completely agree. There's cases where it's ridiculous. But I'm also saying that you can't say that, that as a hard and fast rule that employers can't require drug tests because there are cases where they really need to require drug tests. And it's in the contract and it's part of the job and everybody knows it. And, you know, we should be drug testing cops. I bet we don't. Or at least we don't do it enough. Do you want some, well, do you want somebody, you know, chasing you down the road with a gun, a loaded gun that is not, you know, could be on drugs? I think it's more dangerous that the person chasing me down the road with a gun has a badge. Well, but that's something we can't control. <laughs> that I mean, do you think is somebody? The, do you think somebody? That would, is the thing we can control of all the things we can control. Well, okay. So now let me get this. Let me get this scenario. We can't control. Let me get this scenario down. Okay, hold on, hold on. So what you're saying <laughs> is, is that when when a cop suddenly decides to chase Rob. We say, wait, 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 we're taking your badge off. Okay, now you can chase him. Like, that's no. something we have control over. No, we don't, because we don't know when or who is going to chase you. Nobody's going to be there to be like, let me get your badge so you can chase him. No, no, it's just going to be like that. I think you're being funny now. Of course I'm being funny, but I don't understand how you, I'm just saying that cops in general are armed, are dealing with the public all the time. I'm saying we created the position of a law enforcement officer, and we conferred upon that position an inordinate amount of power that no one should have, and we symbolized it with a badge. We, as people, conferred that power onto this individual. That is something we can control. Whether or not that person chooses to do drugs of any sort in their free time or on company time or whatever is something that we cannot control. So I would much rather control what we can control and say, you don't get a badge, you don't get the power to ruin people's lives the way that you do, rather than saying, how do we you determine, don't get to do drugs. How do we determine who doesn't get the badge? I mean, that's the whole problem, right? No well, one gets the badge. That's my point. Oh, you don't want any police officers at all. You think the world is just going to be a happy place with no law enforcement? I didn't say that. I said, well, then I don't, what are you talking about? I'm saying that the power that police officers had needs to be reined in. Okay, but somebody's still wearing a badge. It doesn't mean what it does now. That's what we have control well, over, is what the badge means and how much power they have, this is, is what I'm saying. It's a whole other matter, but don't make me do the falsetto, okay? <laughs> if I have to do a falsetto, we're going down the wrong road. <sighs> But it could be worse. Life is hard. 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 But it could be worse.